Welcome to This Sacred Life and this month's Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, producer of the Goddess Talk Sessions and founder of TransformationGoddess.com. Every month I share transformational conversations with women who've learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of reclaiming their feminine sovereignty. Women all over the world are rising up to have their voices heard. I like to give some of their voices a platform to speak their truth and invite you to do the same. Today, it's my honor to introduce you to Lauren Elizabeth Walsh. Lauren is the founder and CEO of Global Sisterhood. The mission of the Global Sisterhood is to empower and reflect to our sisters of the world their true worth, beauty, power, and capacity to heal, to support true feminine power to rise so we can all transform our world. Welcome to This Sacred Life, Lauren. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you. Oh, it's an honor to have you as well. And I just wanted to share with you before we begin that your last name is my mother's maiden name, which so I, <laughs> when I first got your email, I thought, ah, who knows, maybe we're related somewhere. Wow. In the line of Walsh's. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So let's begin our conversation today, Lauren, Lauren about circling up and how circling up with women has changed your life. Mm. Wow. In so many ways, sisterhood, I would say the, the method of circling is very powerful for many reasons, but sisterhood in general. And what I mean by that is the type of women that will go deep with you, the type of women that are doing their inner work, looking at what they want to heal inside themselves stepping up in integrity to become the women they're meant to be, having those women in your lives who will hold you when you are in, in need and will also support you and praise you and lift you up when you're shining and can travel to all the realms of light and dark with you. Having that, those loyal sisters, has totally transformed me. It's helped me understand who I am and what, what I can love about myself. And I think that in this world and the way things have been, women have been seen as less than, and it's been this intergenerational trauma that has been going on for a very long time that we can get into. But really what that's done for women and for sisterhood in general is that's created a lack of trust between us and a comparison and a competition and a, a self-judgment that many women have about their capacity, their worthiness, their voice, whether they matter or not. And so to have a circle of women that are doing the work, that are speaking their truth with each other, that are letting themselves be seen for the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, it helps us come to know ourselves and helps us come to trust ourselves so that we can navigate on the path our path, our own unique path with clarity and confidence. Mm. I remember the, the first time that I circled up with a group of women. That I knew two of this group. I think there were about 15 of us. And from the very first sharing, there was all of these, you know, it was just like incredible aha moments like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. And those pieces, those parts of us that we hide, that, that we might be ashamed of or that we're concerned about, that are, 
that we feel are so sticky or messy or whatever. And then you have the opportunity to share and you realize <laughs> that you're not alone in your messiness either and that, you're, that you can celebrate the highs and the lows and this beautiful connection, this unbelievable container where you're not being judged. Things are what they are. They come out for sometimes for the first time to the light, to air out. And while it is big work, there's also so much joy and humor in digging deep and so uh, such a relief to be able to reclaim your voice and share your truth with, with witnesses. And to know that you're not alone, to know yes. that all these deep, dark things we're keeping within are actually just super normal. Yeah, right. Normal. And I think that's what brings the levity. That's what brings the lightness. That brings that big exhale. It's like, ah, oh, okay, all right. So we can just talk about that, that right. stuff because we all have it. And then we'll move on and we'll play and we'll laugh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, do you have a mentor that kind of opened the door for you to be a part of Circle and then to follow through with creating the Global Sisterhood? I've had many teachers on my path. Though the first woman's circle that I was ever in, I intuitively created before even knowing it was a thing. Love it. And so it was like a, a destiny, I suppose. And I, I did it on the new moon. <laughs> I just was like, <laughs> come here. And I just brought a, took us through this process. But before that, that was a few years after I had, a, I guess it was an awakening. That word is used a lot, awakening, and I don't want to use it in just kind of like a, a, you know, the spiritual materialist type of way. My awakening was this moment in my life. I was actually in the Amazon rainforest, and this was 11 years ago uh, when I was 21 years old, and I was leaving an abusive relationship and this destructive seven years that I had from 13 to 21 that were very, very scary for me. And I was seeking something that I could not find in the United States. I didn't find in religion. I didn't find in culture anywhere. And I went kind of as my last hope to the Amazon. And there I had this moment where in the presence of the native women specifically, I saw how real they were and how in their bodies they were and how connected they were and how they were so attuned and alive and how they didn't have this kind of falsity, this, this like need for pleasantries or to smile because I was smiling at them. They were just who they were. And in that moment, I was able to see all the fragmented pieces of myself and all these personalities I put on and these, these programmings that I was, I was running um, that actually weren't who I was. And I had this moment where even though I felt like an aching, breaking heart for things that had happened in my past, I had this spark of passion to transform and to grow and to study and to learn. And so from there, I went and I sought out incredible teachers and women who helped show me the path to self-discovery and gave me tools to really find myself. And in doing so, I met women along the path that are still my friends to this day, who actually some of them work at Global Sisterhood. Right. So it sounds like that trip just kind of was the beginning of stripping everything away 
for you to create and to embrace and embody the woman you are now. And may it forever be so. May I continue to forever strip away and become more who I am. Yes. Let's talk about a subject that a lot of us are, are immersed in right now, uh, whether we realize it or not, and that is the, the toxic feminine and toxic masculine and what we can do as sisters to change that, to abate that. Mm. When you said when you said those words, I got chills. It's, it is. It's such an important topic, and I think that everybody knows it's an, an issue. Everybody, there's no denying it now. Everyone knows, but there's still so much sensitivity and defensiveness around it. And there's this like, okay, we all know it's an issue, but what do we do next? Right. And we've had these women's movements. We've called it out. We've had Me Too, Now What? And... I really do believe now it's the time we own it. We own it and we stop blaming and shaming and we do our work to heal as women because with and and heal as women to help heal the men as well and help awaken the men. And I know that it's not victims' responsibility to heal their perpetrators or their oppressors. However, I do believe in radical self-accountability. And if we look at the world, and we look at the evolution of how we got to where we are, it began, in my humble opinion, when we decided that God was a man. Mm-hmm. And we then developed our structures and systems and ideals completely around this idea that the masculine force, not just men, but the masculine force is the most superior, the most superior force. Right. And so all of our systems, the patriarchy that like we like we like to call it, is based on masculine qualities. And the feminine qualities have been seen as weak or not as important. And now we're in this time on the planet where we have shown that like these out of this balance, this out of balance, this, this uh, movement towards just all this hyper-masculinity has made some men toxic in their masculinity. It's made systems toxic. It's made the government toxic. And now we really truly need to liberate the feminine power, the feminine intelligence and innovate the systems and sure. help heal our world. And in order to do that, we have to move beyond this fight between men and women, this power struggle. We've made, it's like a, it's a power versus love kind of dynamic. And we've really decided that power was, you know, a lot of what these masculine attributes are. And now as women, we need to reclaim in ourselves what power is. And in order to do that, we have to heal from the wounds and the abuse and the, even the abuse we've had with ourselves, the thoughts we've had in the mirror, sure. the fears we've had with other women judging ourselves. We need to, it's time for us to strip it away collectively together as one, as a movement yeah. so that we can feel free to step into any boardroom and be like, you know what? My intuition says this. Right, right. Oh, I love that. Uh, and I love that you brought up the boardroom too, because before I started this company and started doing the work that I've been doing now for the last 12 years, I was in the boardroom and was often referred to as the woman with the biggest set of balls in the room, right? <laughs> I had a lot of, a lot of uh, respect from the men that I worked with because I didn't take any shit 
but I also showed up having kicked my feminine to the curb, right? Because I just, there were a number of reasons for that, that we don't need to go into today. And I'm not alone in those choices that are made. And one of the reasons why I bring that forward is, as we talk about toxic feminine and toxic masculine, we still have a, a large, large population of women who are hanging on to the patriarchy, hanging on with their last breath. Now, they might not be in your circle or mine, but they're very much uh, opposed to Me Too and to Now What and to a, a lot of the work that you're doing and that I'm doing. And, and those are some of the people that, uh, that I hope that we reach throughout our, our conversations and circles. And uh, it's, man, it goes, this goes deep. And, and we know that the more we heal, you know, we're heal- healing our lineage forward and backward. But there's still, I mean, the, some conversations I've had with some, some women in the last couple of months that just, I didn't even know how to respond because they were so toxic and not in favor of, uh, of being a woman, for sure. What do you say about that? I think that we have all been taught that to succeed we need to suck it up. We need to conform. We need to follow the step and then go to this step and go to this step. And if people embody a lot of those masculine qualities, if women embody a lot of those masculine qualities, then sure, they can succeed. But will mm. they be aligned and happy? Maybe, I don't know. And it's not to say that femininity is, is weak or superior. It's simply that it's been out of balance. We need more femininity. We need more care. We need more tenderness. We need more empathy. We need more vulnerability, honesty. And I feel like those women are probably two things. And this is just a complete assumption, but we, we experience this with the Global Sisterhood and as a response to some of our videos is that women don't like the feminist movement because the feminist movement has been seen or considered as bashing of men and then the right. me too movement was like wow wow victim victim when really no it was a liberating of our voices it was a liberating of the shame yes and and the anger that comes and it has been coming for years is a part of the healing process however i do stand with the women that understand okay the blame and shame need to stop and now we need solutions right now right now. And I think men are quite traumatized because they're like, okay, okay, we get it. We get it. What do we do? And the thing is they were just as brainwashed. Of course, without question. And and to also remember that we are all feminine and masculine, all of us. And to, you know, so it's, this isn't always a man woman thing. This is, this is about so much more than that. And, And I love how you bring forward the feminine intuition and power and wisdom and all of the things that come from the divine feminine to create a more harmonious world and to do so and and help uh, the the masculine and help the men in our lives. You know, I'm I'm married to uh, an incredible man and we've been together for years and years and years and he has such a healthy masculine and feminine balance. Mm. I have no idea how I attracted this man person, (laughs) but he's truly 
uh, a role model, along with a number of my, my friends and a number of girlfriends who have found men who uh, are not in that place of it's all about power and it's all about edginess and it's all about what have you done for me lately or bottom line or, you know, all of those things is so much more than that is the appreciation of the feminine, of beauty, of kindness, mm. of loving kindness, right? Mm. Yeah. At the core, everyone just wants to be seen and loved. Right. And free. And to be free, we need to feel safe to be free. We need to be respected, acknowledged. Um, and there's, there's just so much complication with that. I think confusion with that for women because I personally know so many amazing men. I'm, I have an incredible partner who I adore. And I actually started the Global Sisterhood with a man um, back in the day. And so there is this movement of really powerful men that I think are still a little bit scared to like step into their full masculinity in some ways. Sure. It's like masculinity has now been super, super shamed. However, masculinity is powerful. It's a protective energy. It's, it's loyal. It's wise. Like real, true, healthy masculinity creates things, gets things oh, yeah. done, takes Absolutely. the feminine inspiration and builds. Right. And, and I, feel, I feel that there's this, the society itself, the systems itself, rewards hypermasculinity. And when you're constantly in hypermasculinity, it's easy to kind of cross over into toxic. Oh, without question. I remember uh, feeling very much like a, a tank on a battlefield, right? Mm -hmm. Just kind of rolling over people. I can look at it now and tell you that, right? <laughs> because, because, and I can find humor in it now too. Because mm -hmm. at the time, it didn't even occur to me. It was, it was, this is the mission. This is what I'm going to take care of. This is how it's going to happen. And if you get in my way, I'm going to run over you. Mm -hmm. And that's not healthy. That mm -hmm. is not how we uh, continue to, to move forward in this world and teach our children and bring this world together right now that needs so much love and, and so much sweetness and understanding and education, Lauren, my gosh, there's mm -hmm. so much that needs to come um, up. Emotional education. Mm. We've, we've gotten into a, uh, you know, it's mainstream to be like, okay, health, we need to take care of our physical health. And now it's going to like, okay, no, mental health is an important conversation, but emotional health Emotional education is so vital. It's so vital. And we're just as a society not there yet. So as women listening to this, we have to pioneer the way. We have to understand our own emotions, become masters of our, of our mentality and of our energetics. And we need to teach our children this. We need to walk into whatever business we're in or whatever our careers are and model it, model calmness, model a way to have hard conversations that aren't letting people step on our toes, but setting clear boundaries, but with kindness and with right. strength. Right. And it's just so scary to step into as women to like say no and not do it after you just completely just like burst and fire is spewing everywhere. Right, right. Or saying no without having to explain yourself for another five minutes because you feel yeah. guilty 
or, you know, know, I had something like that come up the other day where, where it was, thank you for thinking of me, but I'm going to pass. And that was how the conversation ended, but there was still a piece of me that felt like I owed it to this person to explain Mm -hmm. to them why, when I really didn't. And I was okay with that. And I thought, oh, that's so interesting how that still comes up, how I still feel like I need to explain myself. Mm-hmm. Or you could be in a situation where you're sharing your truth from your experience. And whomever you're in conversation with wants to debate it and might be debating it in such a way that's not necessarily that healthy um, or is co- just coming from a place where they're just really trying to shut you down. And you have a couple of choices. You, know, you can be overpowered and let them live in your head and become confused and, and all the things that come after that, angry, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, hey, wait a minute. You know, I, while I appreciate that you have this opposing view, you're not going to shut me down on this in, in that way or whatever that might be. So there's some courage involved. There's some really stepping into our power, standing up. And even if it's scary, speaking up anyway and holding our ground anyway, and continuing to practice. You know, one of the things that I do is help women reclaim their voice. In doing so, for some women, it starts by the the simplest things. Like, I like to use the example of going to a restaurant and ordering some food, and it comes, and it's not good, or it's not the way you ordered it. And how many of us just say, oh, well, and eat it and pay for it and go and never speak up. Right. And to start right there, to speak up and say, you know, this isn't what I ordered mm-hmm. and, and to cl- and clean it up. And I know that sounds really small, but it's a, it's a beginning step. Yeah. Uh, just like, just like saying no without, expl- you know, saying no, thank you without explanation. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. I, boy, Lauren, you know, you and I could, we could be talking for a long time on this subject matter. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I, know. I, I had like eight other examples I wanted to go into. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell us about the upcoming International Women's Day Free the Feminine campaign. And then after you tell us about that, let us know how our listeners can get involved, please. Yes. If you're listening to this, I really want to encourage you to just check it out because we are creating this, everything that we're talking about, this healing that needs to take place, we are creating a campaign that is specifically for that. It's a response to Me Too. It's like, Me Too, now what? It's time to do the inner work. It's time. It's time for us to come together and have these vulnerable, true conversations that don't have blame, that don't have shame, so that we can all do this work together and be supportive as a global community. And so on International Women's Day, March 8th, women will be gathering in sister circles all over the world. Um, We have had sister circles in 85 countries, and we've had a thousand women circles gather on this day. This is our fourth year doing this campaign. And Women will gather in these circles and we provide a 20-page guidebook for free that teaches you exactly how to lead your circle or you gather your women. And then we will have a global broadcast that will have a meditation that women will be tuning in from all over the world in a synchronized moment of meditation where we'll be doing a healing meditation, also have a panel discussion on how we actually attain freedom in our everyday lives Mm. on the personal level to the spiritual level to the material level, all these things that we can take these steps together. And then, yeah, then after International Women's Day, there'll be an invitation to, to continue this work together as a global community. I love it. 
I'm so glad you're doing the work that you're doing. And it just, it's so obvious how it lights you up. You only started the Global Sisterhood a couple of years ago or three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And look at how far it's come. Yeah, we've, in the past three years, we've had women in over 85 countries lead over 8,000 women's circles. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That really is. And I'm looking forward to being part of the Free the Feminine campaign. That's fantastic. And our listeners can go to freethefeminine.org to mm-hmm. get more information and to get that guidebook that you were talking about, correct? Mm-hmm. And it's on March 8th and it's a Friday night. So mark your calendars. Right on. Well, before we uh, head out today, Lauren, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today? My mind goes in so many directions. There's so many wonderful things to say. I just really want to encourage um, community over isolation because I think that doing this work alone is nearly impossible. And it can be done, but it is so much better with a circle of women by your side. Mm, I agree. Well, thank you so much for coming on this sacred life and sharing with us a little bit more about what you're up to. I'm so glad that, that you are in the world doing the work that you're doing and doing the Free the Feminine campaign. That's really exciting. So just thanks for your time. Oh, thank you so much. It was really lovely talking. That was Lauren Elizabeth Walsh, founder and CEO of Global Sisterhood. Learn more about Lauren and the upcoming Free the Feminine campaign at freethefeminine.org. And if you're listening past International Women's Day on March 8th, you can go to globalsisterhood.org. Thanks for listening to This Sacred Life and the Divine Feminine Spotlight. Visit transformationgoddess.com to claim our album of guided relaxations for women who do too much. And while you're there, check out our latest articles, book reviews, and resources for your goddess journey.